welcome to today's podcast as part of the FireEye podcast series. Today we'll be talking about this detection. My name is Josh Goldfarb, Vice President and Chief Technology Officer for Emerging Technologies here at FireEye. Today I'm joined by Senior Director for FireEye Labs, Matt Allen. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me. So, Matt, let's begin by asking you about some of the threats that you're seeing out there today. Yeah, so um, certainly the threat landscape's evolving um, all the time. So I think uh, one of our one of our uh, biggest challenges that customers are facing today is it tends to be uh, more financially motivated threat actors. So certainly grabbing a lot of the attention is the the ransomware uh, issues, particularly because of the destructive nature of of what's out there. But we're th- seeing other things as well, uh, like carding scams and all kinds of uh, quite interesting approaches to getting access to. Uh, either financial data or um, getting access to customer machines in order for for the threat actors to hold them ransom or some other way to um, extract some monetary gain from from the user. Very interesting. And in these types of attacks, are they are they difficult to to identify or detect? So they are. Uh, so actually, these financial threat actors are are are, are quite well funded. Obviously, they have um you know they've they've been quite successful. You can you can see throughout the news some of the some of the estimates of how much money these guys are making. They're quite good. So actually, what they've done is they've they've continued with the APT sophistication as far as evasions, um, social uh, techniques, and and they've really been able to scale that up. Um, so we're, it, it's quite difficult because they're using some of these different innovative methods and they're, they're actually um, evolving quite quickly. So some of the APT threat actors were, or, or are actually quite innovative, but they, um, since they tend to be a little bit lower and slower, they, it, it's a little bit easier to keep up with in, in one sense. But uh, with the with the financial guys, where they're where they're hitting uh, potentially many customers, many users within an environment all at once, they very quickly change their tactics within within seconds and minutes. So, from an evasion uh, standpoint and some of the new techniques, it's really important to have um, generic approaches to be able to detect them. So, I think for the industry as a whole, it, it's quite a difficult problem. Yeah, it certainly does sound like um, it's a fairly diverse. Uh, threat landscape out there and that we need to be prepared to understand how to identify and detect across that entire threat landscape, which sounds like it's fairly uh, a fair bit of a challenge. So earlier you mentioned ransomware. Can you talk a little bit about FireEye's approach to ransomware and, and why it's unique? Sure. So we've been quite good at detecting ransomware using our using our technology. Um, from a detection point of view, we're very good. So the challenge we have with ransomware is actually detecting it uh, soon enough in the in the kill chain that we're actually able to block it before there's impact on the customer. So uh, the goal is really to not have any machines uh, exploited or infected with um, any of the the pieces of the payload that would start encrypting the users' machines. Um, so we've been focused less on on really 
the, the, the capabilities for detection. We have that in place, but now we're really focused on the prevention part. So being able to identify some of these um, indications that uh, ransomware is about ready to land on a machine um, prior to it actually landing. So pre-exploit, if the exploit um, does begin to occur, um, be able to, to stop that in motion. So we've been working really hard on, on some of the techniques for the initial uh, targeting of the customer. So, for example, some of the uh, Locky ransomware, for example, that uses um, exploit kits heavily, um, being able to identify that exploit kit traffic before it actually um, exploits a user. So it's it's quite difficult. Again, those exploit kits give um, you know other up-and-coming threat actors uh, access to some of these advanced techniques. So actually, the benefit of this is we've actually uh, begun to get much better at blocking and preventing other types of attacks that are using some of these popular exploit kits as, as well. Sounds very interesting. So, you know, another topic that we often uh, hear a lot about lately, um, especially since attackers seem to be moving away from sort of noisier attacks using malware and more towards perhaps quieter attacks, as you mentioned earlier, using stolen credentials. Um, I'm curious to hear what you think about credential harvesting um, and specifically what FireEye's approach to credential harvesting is and, and why it's unique as well. Sure. So we've been kind of pivoting over the past year or so. We've, uh, we, at FireEye, we've been traditionally quite good at detecting malware. The challenge, of course, with some of the credential theft is there's often, of course, no malicious code involved. Um, it's more of a social, it's more of a social attack to trick the user into giving up their um, credentials. So we have to be a little bit smarter. Uh, we've been doing a lot of investment in, in, in some interesting technologies for machine learning, look at similarities between what we know is is sort of a, a benign request for credentials versus uh, more of a malicious request for credentials. So looking at similarities, looking at looking at, at anomalies between these types of things. So we have um, we've been building in uh, various different modules, um, sort of heuristic machine learning, analytical based technologies as opposed to looking just at behaviors. So certainly a lot of things that that you know these threat actors you know do leave as breadcrumbs that that definitely give things away. So um, certainly the the you know the for example if you take a you know a credential phishing that's targeting a user's um, sort of uh, bank account, for example. Um, the way that a threat actor um, uses images on that page may be, may be slightly different than how those images are used on a real page. To so the user, it may look the same, but behind the scenes, it may be a little bit different. That's just one of, of course, many examples of of how things uh, may be slightly different that, that, that give things away. So. This is a challenge we're continuing to work on. It's it's also, of course, an area where where threat actors are are starting to innovate quite a lot. It's you know social uh, exploits have been you know successful for many 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 years, and and I don't think that's going away. One thing I've, I'm very interested in uh, within today's podcast is this topic of retrospective detection, which I think when when most of us hear about it, we'll, we'll understand or identify with what it is, but I'd like to hear you explain to to the listeners a little bit about what is retrospective detection, and again, what FireEye's approach to it is, and, and why that's unique or a bit different than you might find elsewhere. 
Um, kind of to kind of set the stage on that one. Of, of course, at FireEye, we've always been been quite focused on very high efficacy in our detection, so low false positives and and detect all the attacks that matter. Right. So as as threats become more sophisticated, it, it becomes much <clears throat> much harder to do that. You know, as as the as the malware and the attacks hide uh, different pieces of the attack in different stages, um, as things become uh, harder to to see at the network level as these social um, techniques um, get more sophisticated. So really, what the retrospective does is it, and and we've been kind of doing this for 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 years actually, and in, in various parts of our engine, it really allows us to par- harness the um, the the big data and analytics capabilities of our cloud. So as we're observing things on the uh, on our technologies that look slightly suspicious, but we're unable to really give a high fidelity detection at that point. It allows us to sort of gather um, the telemetry and information on the on that those points of technologies, wherever it is, whether it's an email or network appliance or endpoint. Um, what retrospective allows us to do is really kind of um, check in with the cloud, gather telemetry over uh, several minutes or several hours. And then if we um, are able to gain enough confidence and fidelity in what we saw, we can actually go back and alert the user. So while it doesn't give us the ability to block at that point, it allows us to alert and actually give users alerts. So um, certainly a, a, a customer would be um, in a much better position if we give them um, notifications of an attack um, a few minutes or, or even several hours later as opposed to no alert at all. So this really allows us to kind Kind of iterate back over what we've been seeing, and and make sure that we haven't missed anything, so the so that the customer has has kind of full coverage. Yeah, I think that's an important point. I I definitely think it's better, uh, even if 12 hours or 24 hours after the fact, it's certainly better uh, to find out from my own data that I have an issue rather than uh, be notified by a third party uh, or someone else. So obviously. Uh, I think that's a point that uh, I personally found very interesting when we were preparing for this podcast, and I'm, I'm hoping the listeners will uh, will be excited about that as well. So, just as we wrap up, wh- what can we expect to see next in the detection in the detection world? I think, as far as FireEye goes, um, and really as, as uh, the industry as well, one of the things that we're um, investing in pretty heavily is. Uh, again, beyond the behavioral detection, of course, that's you know where we come from and what we're very good at. But we're really looking at, at sort of how we can take advantage of the power of all of our data um, with analytics and all the visibility. So, if you think about taking all the breadcrumbs from, for example, an endpoint and correlating that with uh, what's being seen by our network appliance, and correlating that with m- what might be um, being seen by uh, visibility inside the network as well from more of a lateral spread and, and some of the sta- uh, staging phases and and user behavior and credential use inside the network. When you kind of bring all those breadcrumbs together, it, it really helps us take our, our, our detection to the next level. So we've kind of been focusing pretty heavily on not just sort of analytics at single points, but sort of how we, we sort of build an overarching detection engine that takes into account all of that um, visibility that FireEye has within our customer networks and across our our customer network to sort of um, have a 
have an engine that sort of adapts. It's able to, you know, as as weak signals occur, the engine is automatically able to pivot to other sources to enrich to enrich uh, sort of that initial initial trigger to get to a high fidelity detection and really um, dig deep in the customer's environment to you know extract some of those really hard to detect uh, low and slow uh, threat actors. Yeah, that is a good point. I mean, I think uh, really being able to dig deep in that data, as you mentioned, to for a customer to be able to identify uh, by leveraging FireEye's capabilities when they have an issue long before uh, it becomes a much more serious issue, I think is a key a key point and one that I think uh, everyone will be very excited about. Well, Matt, I want to thank you very much for joining us on today's detection podcast. And to all of the listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in for today, to, to today's podcast as well. Thank you, Matt, and thank you to the listeners. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Josh. Look forward to chatting again.